You're listening to the Opening Statements Podcast, brought to you by HyperChat Social, the podcast bringing you real lawyers and their real stories. I'm Laura. I'm Rebecca. And this week, our guest is James Grant, founding partner at Georgia Trial Attorneys. He is an aggressive and experienced litigator focused on empowering the injured against the greed of the insurance companies. And we are glad to have you. Yes. I mean, who wouldn't be glad to have me? Come on. <laughs> right? Yeah. So court is now in session. Welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so obviously, just to kick it off, um, tell us about your story. How did you end up where you are today as you're having your own Ooh, It's the a lot. experienced and the aggressive yes. how, how did litigator. you get aggressive in the title? Uh, from the beginning, because I've always <laughs> argued. My mom was like, you're going to be a lawyer. And I was like, no, I'm going to Georgia Tech to be an engineer. And that's exactly what I did. Oh, oh, really? oh yeah. Yeah. So somehow I went from Georgia Tech to owning my own personal law firm. Well, that doesn't really make a lot of sense when you look at it, but it doesn't. Yeah. So, I mean, way, way back when I was, you know, the, the smartest man in the room being you know, <laughs> a senior in college, hey, um, I was like, well, I could go work this job that I already have a job offer for, or I could go to law school where I don't know what's going to happen at all. And that's exactly what I did. What's your like thought path? I was going to say. Like your poor mom. Like something happened. Oh, my parents were livid. They're like, you're the dumbest person on the planet. Like Not the smartest kid in the room anymore. Oh, yeah. No, they, they were so mad at me. And looking back, I was like... I was a civil engineer, so that's like, you know, when you're designing buildings, not the actual structure, but like, you know, the site. And I had a job with a company doing site development. And I was like, well, you know, I could go to law school and maybe I could, you know, become a patent lawyer because, you know, you need to have a a science background and a science degree in order to do patent law. I was like, well, you know, like I could do that and like do the two together and I could do law and I could do the engineering and, you know, this will work and it'll be great. And that was really all I thought about. And I was like, okay, well, let's take the LSAT. Took That's the- right. Every the common say. denominator of every story I think we've had is, oh, we just take the LSAT. When they're unsure of their path, that yeah. is always what everyone says. Well, you know, I took the LSAT and I did pretty good. And I said, hey, let me go to law school. <laughs> I did not do very no. good. Oh, no. So um, I had an engineer's GPA, which for me at Georgia Tech, my 2.8, it was great. It's flying. I was, you know, so I had a job degrees. lined up. I was, I was, <laughs> D's for degrees is, you know, what, what, I, what I was planning. And I mean, because at tech, you get out. Like, that's all you do. You, yeah. you don't, you don't look to just like graduate with honors. Of course, there were some of my friends that did. I was not one of those people. So I got out. I was like, all right, let's try law school. Let's try the LSAT. And I got like a, it was like a 144, 146, like awful, terrible oh, score. What is a good score? For frame of reference. I think like, uh, you know, 170 and above is you're oh, pregnant. He's like anywhere. 972. Yeah. <laughs> 1142 is the highest you can get. Yeah. But no, average. I mean, I, yeah, I was well, well below average. But I, I applied to a handful of law schools. I got accepted by one. I was like, well, let's give this a shot and see what happens. That's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, it was absolutely ridiculous. And then I went to a private school of all things where, Ooh. you know. They charge $11 billion for half of a semester. Where did you go? $11 billion. Yeah. Uh, so I went to Faulkner University. It's a small private school in Montgomery, Alabama that ain't nobody heard of. I okay. feel like I've heard of it. Maybe in past. <laughs> I was like, you're trying there. I, I appreciate the sympathy. I think I know someone. She's like, you know, I drove Faulkner. through there when I was going to Louisiana. So you did all that. You went to law school. You decided to stick with it. Well, yeah, I mean, so 
the one thing that I Let's realized. Let's go back to engineering. <laughs> well, no. The, the one thing I realized, I was like, in my second year of law school, you have the option to do this thing. Most schools do it, and it's called the Third Year Practice Act. So as long as you're supervised by an attorney, you can pretty much practice law. Hmm. So I got an internship at the district attorney's office in one of the counties just north, and uh, I was able to try cases and you know get in the courtroom and do lawyer stuff. And I was like, Is that just in Alabama? No, it's really all over. Oh, just checking. Uh, well, it, it's <laughs> it's in Alabama, it's in Georgia. I can't say it's all over. I have to be actually correct. I don't know, so there's some ignorance okay. there. But at least in Alabama and Georgia, you can do it. And I was able to try some cases, um, and it was just fun. What types of cases? So it was criminal because it was the district attorney. So I was the pro- I was acting as the prosecutor, even though I wasn't. I was being supervised, but it was just cool because I was like. This is acting. This is performing. This is sales. Like this is fun, and <laughs> that's what it had to do. Every, None everything of which were involved in that. Well, so I feel like a common, not complaint, but maybe thing they would change about law school from a lot of attorneys we've talked to is the fact that you really don't get to experience the practice of law while you're there. But it sounds like maybe. You they have a different know. situation. They didn't While know. others may say it, I will speak the truth. Ooh. None of them actually want that because if I went through that trash, all the other lawyers after me are going to go through that same trash and deal with the same thing. I don't want you to get a pass and me to have to go through it and deal with that and you had to deal with something different. No, 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 no. We're all going to get the same treatment and have to figure it out on our own. I get it. I see. You can't change it now. No. Oh, we're, no. We're, we're stuck. But I mean, it, the, law school does just terribly prepare you for the real world. Um, you know, I've, I've told a lot of people, when you think about all the bad things that attorneys think about or, or that people think about attorneys, you know, there's such a negative connotation when you just yeah. say the word attorney or lawyer. People think that we're the worst people on the planet. And most of those problems fall back on business skills. Mm. No attorneys are taught anything about business Mm. in law school when most attorneys at some time in their career they're either going to be a very high level decision maker in their law firm or they're going to be running their own law firm yeah and if you don't know how to run a business and treat your law firm like a business you're going to be in a world of hurt and it's really going to cause problems which leads to the connotation that we have with so many you know misconceptions about law and so many just bad feelings about lawyers generally. What do you think is the most common, biggest misconception about attorneys? That we just like, our Scrooge McDuck just sitting there (laughs) in our vault of money just swimming in coins? Yeah. So I'll I'll give you a perfect example. Um, Please do. Last week, it was career day at my uh, son's school. He's in pre-K. And so they had us come in and I was talking to the first graders and it was, you know, telling them about what I do and like what my job is and what it's like being being a lawyer. Um, One of the first questions they asked was, are you rich? (gasps) They already know. Followed by, do you drive a Bugatti? A Bugatti. Okay, that's like like a big (laughs) kids. You were five and six years old, and you, you're already asking that lawyers are rich. Bugatti. Like, so there, there is a a large misconception. While there is the potential to earn a lot in the grand scheme of things, like when you're looking at guys like Amazon and hmm. you know Tesla and all these giant corporations, even Morgan and Morgan is not even close to those you know companies. Right. So it's yeah. it's kind of a it's a different level of things. You're not going to have a law firm that's like that, generally speaking, mm-hmm. but it does provide a lot of opportunity. 
Gotcha. So where on your path, so you started with third year law school, you're doing district attorney, criminal, so then kind of continue to walk us down the path to where you are today. Yeah, so um, I get out of law school, come back home, take the bar, and it's like, all right, well, now, you know, real life is here you have to figure out what you want to do when you get grow old and become an adult (laughs) so i was like all right well i know that i'm good at this i I know that i can do this in the courtroom i I can be a criminal attorney so all right let's try to be a prosecutor so i went to uh, gwinnett county and i was a prosecutor there for about 18 months i mean it was wonderful it was great i i probably tried i don't know 20 cases in 18 months. I mean, it was nuts. Some of those were bench trials. Some of those were jury trials. I mean, it was a whole lot of experience, super, super fast, where, again, like you get the fix of being in front of a jury and trying to convince people that you're right and the other person's wrong. And that's really fun. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I got some experience there, but with all things generally when it comes to public service is there is a large personal and emotional benefit that you receive, not so much on the monetary side of things. And especially if you want to have a family and you know, where I wanted things to go, I was like, I I really can't do this at least for, for long. So I went into private practice and I started with a law firm that did kind of what I call door law. Meaning if you walk through that door and you had a case, they were going to take it. Whether it was, was. whether they knew what they were doing or not. So my business partner now, Mark, he started two weeks before me at that firm and we had no clue what was happening day to day. Like we didn't I mean, really know what we were walking into. Anyone could walk in and be like, oh, I sprained my ankle walking down the sidewalk in Cobb County. What can I do to, I have a tenant in my townhome who's not paying me. Like it could be vastly. Oh, I mean, yeah, like- it, it, was, it was contracts. It was criminal defense. It was family law, personal injury. There was some federal stuff. I mean, it wow. was it was just everything and even within those practice areas there's 5000 different types of things right. within it so i mean it was it was a dumpster fire <laughs> and very quickly we were like all right we can do this ourselves we can do this our way so that's exactly what we need to do and it was weird but we just decided that like all right this is what we're going to do we saved up we started planning and january of 2015 we started georgia trial attorneys when did you start at that other firm? Like, how quick? October of 2013. Oh, wow. wow. So you guys made that jump pretty quick. We we knew each I mean, other for, you... like, three months. <laughs> and you just and, knew. And, we, and like we were me like, and we just knew. Pretty, pretty much we looked at each other like, yeah, let's get married you from a business me. perspective. <laughs> yeah. right? Like, I love that. Okay. How's it working out? <laughs> so the one thing that's been great about it, it most, most partnerships, especially in the legal industry, end in flames most of them do not last very long and i think that's a lot because number one most lawyers have no clue about business and they don't try to learn those skills but at the same time they act and do the same things the same way and that's generally what brings them together which can also lead to you butting heads and causing problems and you know irreconcilable differences yeah where Mark and I were kind of like on both ends of the spectrum and we both bring different things to the table. So we're able to compliment one another as opposed to oppose each other mm. so much. And I mean, now we're to the point where, you know, he runs his part of the law firm. I run my part of the law firm and we only come together on a few things that are like big decisions that we both need to be informed about. Yeah. If you weren't doing law, 
Don't say you'd be a civil engineer because I don't think that was something you I really don't... wanted to do. Exactly. What I don't think so. Doing? I think I would probably be in sales. Really? Of some sort. So, you know, where, where I am now, like my, my role in the firm is I'm effectively the, you know, CSO and the CMO. I'm head of marketing. I'm head of sales. Okay. And it's just really fun. I really enjoy it. I don't know everything about it. And I'm always trying to learn new things and it's pick up skills changing. and, you know, read about what's new and upcoming and how to just better myself in that and it's it's just i mean it's fun i like talking to people obviously because i'm here today you're a podcast person (laughs) it's 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 fun and it's also you know you have to figure out where the person is where they want to get to and how you can help them get there through whatever you're offering as well so it's it's kind of like a puzzle yeah i like that what was your first case like ever First case ever. Ooh, ever. Ever. In Alabama. <laughs> I can't remember the first case exactly, but... I feel I mean, like most people just would remember the first well, case. Well, so, no so when you're a prosecutor and also, so Georgia does things different than a lot of states when it comes to how they handle the, the criminal side. In Georgia, the solicitor general handles misdemeanors and the district attorney handles felonies. Hmm. So I was a solicitor general and I was handling just misdemeanors, which meant my caseload every month was like 400 cases. Uh, Holy yeah, not even that exciting. I mean, and yeah, so it's not it's like, like, it's not big sexy things. Like possession. you're dealing with, yeah, marijuana possession, Rolling a speeding stops. ticket, yeah. like little simple assault and battery, like just simple, mo- mostly shoplifting. So it's like, not like big crazy things. There, there are some complicated and you know heartbreaking things mm. but by and large it's mostly just like stupid stuff it's usually like first offenders yeah. too yeah. Okay. yeah like I mean kids doing stupid stuff taking things from Walmart that they shouldn't and it's like you know so you're just burning and churning through things okay I do however remember my very first trial which was a trial I had about 30 seconds of notice when my trial Stop. partner and supervisor was like here you're trying this and I was like oh okay let's do this uh it, but it was a pro se trial it was a speeding ticket trial uh-huh. and i mean i had i didn't no know those went in a trial i didn't know either oh yeah <laughs> well so it was a bench trial the judge was the one that was hearing the case okay but you're and, speeding or you're not uh, <laughs> no yes no, i don't think so yes <laughs> In you the are, eye, like, not. In the eyes of the law, 100%. And the thing you, most people don't know in Georgia is a officer's visual estimation of your speed is sufficient to sustain Stop a conviction. Stop it. No, it is not. If the officer testifies in court that, yep, I saw them and they were exceeding the speed limit in my visual estimation, that's enough. That's all you need. But they this was wish. a pro se, meaning the defendant was representing himself. And like I asked all the questions that Aww. I should of the officer, like had everything lined up. But because the officer didn't like, show the guy the the radar or the lidar detector which was mm. like something if they ask you're you know supposed to show yeah. them oh so the, that's the a ju- big trick the, the, like the judge the that. judge was like well because you didn't follow procedure i'm throwing it out i was like well all right there we go there we go my first shot <laughs> first first trial <laughs> a big loser <laughs> we will do a quick break for a commercial This episode is brought to you by HyperChat Social, the attorney social media marketing agency. From branding to lead generation to remote video production, we have experts specializing in all areas of digital marketing, and we're ready to help you take your practice to the next level. Contact us today at 877-359-3399 or book a free consultation online at www.tryhyperchat.com. 
That's T-R-Y-H-Y-P-E-R-C-H-A-T dot com. Now, you can't be an experienced lawyer without picking up a few interesting cases along the way. And here at Opening Statements, we want to break them wide open. That is right, James. So let's get right into it. What is the most interesting case, or, or cases, but hopefully you one, can give us a couple. Um, you've ever worked on? Oh, I got a doozy. Ooh, doozy, yes. Sit back. So it was a (laughs) car accident trial that I had in Douglas County. And my client, um, have y'all seen MTV's Nick Cannon's Wild Now? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So he was on that show. (gasps) Uh, Really, really funny guy. But he, he had been in an accident. And the insurance company was just, like, jerking us around. They, they, they were offering, like, two or $3,000. And, I mean, it wasn't a giant case. He had, like, I don't know, $20,000 in medical bills. So this wasn't, like, the trial of the century or anything crazy. But it was, you know, we were going to go in. It was clear, you know, he was making a left turn when there was two left turn lanes. And the person next to him came into his lane oh, and hit him. I see that yeah. happen all the time. Yeah, kind of like a sideswipe. Um, but, like, they admitted a liability, meaning they admitted they caused the accident. You know, there was no issue of that. It was just they didn't think the case was worth a lot. And I was like, this is stupid. Okay, whatever. So we're going to go to court. We're going to have a trial. We're going to have a jury decide. Everything's going well. Um, surprisingly, even in Douglas County, you know, pretty, pretty conservative. But, you know, we're like, all right, things are going to be good. The, the jury liked my client. I like the jury. Things were going well. Did an opening statements, you know, start in the, to the evidence. Uh, my client's testifying. He does great on the stand with me. Get down. You know, we had video pictures, medical records, bills. I mean, all the things that we needed, all that was submitted. I sit down, first question out of the, well, I'll back up. So there was a video that we showed. It was a video that he had posted on Facebook because he does tons of posting. You, you know, yeah, post I all can imagine. Um, but he posted a video, you know, showing that, you know, she was in his lane, showing the car, showing how she hit him. May you I know. ask a question? Oh, like a post-accident like, video. Yeah. Like, How'd he get that footage? No, he From his it. phone. He filmed it happening as it was happening. No, no, probably no. Like after the accident. After the accident, like, oh, like, like, he was like walking around, like you could see thing. that, like, you know, she I'm had like, crossed okay. over into his lane. Because right. they say uh, to do that, right? Like, yeah, that's like yeah, a it's, thing. it's like, always great record. because if you have, it. like, contemporaneous video or pictures, like, it just helps put the pieces together as far as what happened. So I was like, great, you know, we have everything that we need. And I sit down, the defense attorney stands up, and he looks at my client, Mr. So-and-so, that wasn't the entire video, was it? <gasps> and I was like, oh, no. My heart sinks. Oh, no. So, and I didn't scroll back and, like, find the actual Facebook post because, like, this is one of these guys. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, TikTok and Instagram today. Yeah, like, people hundreds. are posting multiple times a day. And this was... I don't know, a year or so after. Oh, wow. And I didn't get the case first. I was litigating the case with another firm, so I didn't have the case originally. I was like, I'm not scrolling through like a year and a half of like numerous posts to go just verify that this was the video. Well, someone well, else did. I should have done that because that's exactly what they did. And so they play the same video. Everything was the same except the very end mm. where he turns the video on himself and says, oh, my neck, oh, my back, <gasps> oh, time no. to get paid. No. And I was like, oh, oh no. Oh, and then, I mean, then he continues no. on with his, I, the defense attorney should have stopped right then. That should have been the only thing he asked and he should have sat down. But he kept asking questions and it gave me time to prepare and think and collect my thoughts because I was like, oh, this is this is awful. I'm screwed. But 
I was able to, you know, weave in some things about how this man is in the he's in the comedy industry. He's here to make people laugh. He used it to make people laugh. And he was and they also showed other videos of, well, you you posted a video uh, the same day that you were supposed to be at the doctor swimming in the ocean. Well, again, everything on yeah. online is not exactly real, not exactly contemporaneous. He was like, yeah, that was from a vacation I had five years prior. So he was building up my story of, you know, this man's here just out for laughs. The accident was real. The pain was real. It was documented by the doctors. And I was the able bill to. The st- is real. I was still able to get a verdict in the oh, case. Oh, you were. Oh, yeah. I, I, even though we had that, I was that like, was oh, a little man. That was a clinching moment. Yeah. The jury, now the jury was still split. I talked to him, oh, and really? like some people wanted to give him like hundreds of thousands of dollars because that's what I asked. Others were like, zero. <laughs> So they kind of like split the baby. They were like, okay. Wow. But I mean, yeah, like even if you are doing a video just to be funny, like you still, you still have a bill to pay. Like at the very least. As I said, the very least. It was, it was shocking in the moment. I was like, oh no, how am I going to damage control this? You're right. He should have just sat down. Yeah. You should have been like, here's a video. Because I wouldn't have had time. I would have been like, uh, mm, uh, can we take a break? What questions did he ask? Just all I mean, typical, typical do. questions that they ask, like, you know, making it out to not be a bad accident. You, right. They ask stupid questions. They're like, you didn't have any broken bones. You didn't have any bruises. You didn't have any glass that was broken. Mm-hmm. Like all these questions that normal, you know, insurance defense attorneys ask to make it seem like it's not like a, a, big you know, deal. a rollover where like body parts were flying through the air because that's the only way you can ever get hurt in a car accident. Right. Yeah. Crazy. So now, do you scroll back and watch the original? You, oh yeah, we seek, yeah. Well, and members? there's there's software too that can scroll oh, back wow. and yeah download people's stuff and if they give us access. It's pretty cool. Nothing like, is safe. No, nothing <laughs> is safe. We were talking about that this morning. Actually, you know that when you put something on the social, <laughs> everything's fair game. All right. So here are the opening statements. We not only value the stories, which we've had some good ones, um, but we also value the lessons and we really try to, you know, foster a good learning environment for all of our loyal fans. That's right. We want to teach people things that you can't pick up from reading a book, but things that you only learn by actually doing it and being a lawyer and putting it into practice. So what would you say? I mean, I think I can kind of guess your answer, but what, what would you say is the most valuable thing you learned from that case? What do you think the most valuable okay, well, thing I've learned? I think learned? there's two things. One is to let something, let a point rest. Number two, if you <laughs> were the look. other guy, like sit down. And then two would be to maybe do a little bit more research. Yeah, like fact check your clients. A little bit more clients. due diligence. In yeah, there. no, I mean that that case taught me a lot of things. Obviously, I mean, like you said, you have to be able to do your due diligence, and if. Even if it takes time, it's still worth it because yeah. that would have saved us so much in the end. We would at least been prepared for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, just understanding where you are and who your audience is. Mm. Kind of, it's kind of like what you said about just sitting down, but there's there's more to it. And so many times as attorneys, we get caught up in the legal process of what's going on. I'll, I mean, I'll give you another example. You know, when... Well, this is really kind of before COVID, but with deposition transcripts, deposition transcripts are sealed documents. Um, All it is is an envelope that's closed, but sealed. It's like the little string. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like nothing special, but it's this sealed document. Now the jury has no clue what is going on, but you'll see. You know, defense attorneys walk up with this deposition transcript and this big, like, flowery show of 
I don't know what and like rip open the the transcripts and like take it out making this big show and the jury's like what the heck is this crazy person doing ripping open this document like because they don't know what's going on so what I've learned and what that case helped me show or helped show me is that the jury doesn't know what's going on. They're the ones you're pitching to. I don't care what the other attorneys are doing. Mm. I don't care what they know. I don't care what the process is. All I care about is what are these 12 random strangers looking at and what do they care about? And just gear everything to them because they're the only ones that matter in the courtroom for that time. Read that part yeah. of the room. Mm. Yeah. Yes, that part specifically. Um, if you can think back through just your entire journey, what would be the single most important piece of information you would like to pass down to either another up and coming attorney or another civil engineer thinking about <laughs> making a about career something else. <laughs> the single most important thing that I have done for my personal, professional and financial life is get coaching. Mm. Yeah. That is the absolute best thing I can recommend to anyone out there. Um, we started business coaching in October of 2018 and it was absolutely phenomenal because again lawyers don't know anything about running businesses we we know how to practice law mm. we we know you know where the documents go what they should say how they should be filed how to make arguments but that's just a very 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 small part of actually running a business yeah. there's so many things from sales marketing processes people you know your physical location how are you gonna you know measure everything your financial yeah. controls and your metrics your personal development on yourself I mean there's so many things that you have to be working on while working in your business and working on your business that it's it's a foreign concept so anybody that's out there that what it, it doesn't matter even if you're just an employee right now yeah if you still need to understand how the business works and operates to number one know whether you're in a good business you know if you oh, can't see that the trains coming down the tracks because you're not paying attention to the business numbers when your senior partner isn't like Y'all are flying blind and flying based on, you know, gut and feel. Gut and feel is not objective. So being able to think like a business person that just so happens to practice law is a mindset that I've had to learn how to adopt. And it's just been the greatest thing ever because then it helps you build a business, not just a practice. Yeah. Where do you go for coaching? Like what resources do you have? Where are you finding someone? Um, Google, so, well, so the, the, the coach we have, it's a, it's a company, their name, it's the greatest name on the planet. It's, it's hokey, but it's how to manage a small law firm. Oh, oh. Yeah, no. It's the greatest name ever because it's I'm a small law firm. Okay, I need to know how to manage a small law firm. Great. And it's just been an absolutely wonderful thing to have other professionals that are in their seat helping me you know see the forest for the trees and sometimes the trees for the forest yeah. and understanding where and how to navigate and be a visionary for the company not just working in the grind day to day yeah you talk a lot about like knowing the business side of things um, what would you say was the biggest surprise for you in starting your own firm the financial side of things. Mm. Most attorneys I, I mean I feel like I was a little bit different just because I, I came from Georgia Tech I did all the calculus and differential equations. You're so, so like, smart, I, smartest I, I, kid in the room. I don't know about that, but I get the math side of stuff. Yeah. But when you think of it from a financial perspective and you start looking at it from accounting and credits and debits and forecasting and metrics and planning, a lot of people get scared and they just like shy away from it. And then you're not running Pretend your business based yeah. upon your numbers. 
And you always need to measure yourself to somebody that's bigger and better than you are. Mm-hmm. And I always try to think about it, you know, would, would Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk, would they be doing what I'm doing now? And if the answer is no, then it's like, okay, let's figure out a way. There's, there's a better way because they're doing something similar or something the exact opposite to get where they went. That takes us into one last segment. And this segment is designed to put you, James, in the hot seat. Yes, we are playing a game of plead the fifth. You're familiar with the phrase, I'm sure. No, please tell me. So we're going <laughs> to ask the you three hard-hitting questions, <clears throat> and they're going to be hard-hitting. And you can only pass or plead the fifth one time, which mm. means you don't have to answer it. Are you ready? Ready or not. Okay, so what would you say, what's the biggest show, you mentioned liking the acting and the performance pieces of it, what's the biggest show that you've put on yourself in the in the courtroom during a trial? Oh, the biggest show I've done? Mm-hmm. Give us your drama. Oh. Sealed documents, have you ripped <clears throat> open and, you know. No, it more subtle. Um, Anyone that gives you like a little ick feeling, like you're like, man, I really went hard on that. No, so... <laughs> I haven't done this recently. Also, with COVID, trials haven't been a thing. I had one of the last trials before COVID shut everything. Everything shut down in March, and I had one of the last trials in February. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets dulled a little bit by Zoom. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> Zoom, Zoom is not the same. Um, Unless you add, like, a filter. And my <laughs> and my wife knows about this. Um, I like the... But, I, you know, I, ha- I have a wedding ring on. Uh-huh. And if I see, and this is something that's just been the way that it's kind of worked in the past, um, the majority of my jury has been female mm-hmm. on, okay. all, on most of my cases. And you... it just so happens that my hand just really stays in my pocket very often. How you dirty Some, Sometimes my ring just may, may slide off depending on how <gasps> the jury looks. The first couple, <laughs> couple uh, jurors are sitting there and be like, you know what? Just you know, let them know that I'm available and I've been asked out after trials by approached by women and you know I I play to my strengths and apparently that's one of them do they ask oh you my how God, many that's push-ups a great you can one. do what now? They ask you how many push-ups you can do. You know, that's never been a question that's been asked. But no you know, one's I, ever asked I, you that. I, I will be happy to oblige. Oh, it's a question. If they give me the verdict that I want. Oh, well, he's like, not only will I answer, I will show you. I'll show you. I will demonstrate. How many can you do? I ha- I have no clue. Uh, but I started working out. I don't know, like a year and a half ago, just because you know the kid the kids are finally grown a little bit, and I've got time back, and I was like. Well, I, I need I need a goal, and so my goal was I'm going to compete in a strongman competition. Oh wow! Wow, what a goal! And so <laughs> I, my goal would have been like yeah. I want to do three push-ups. <laughs> if I can do three I in a row, walk around my neighborhood without getting out of breath. <laughs> I don't like the cardio either. I just like lifting heavy things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, like, us neither. I can't do that either. Um, what would you say is your your partner's your business partner's worst habit. The thing that really just grinds your gears. What do you hate about him? <laughs> We're going to have him on the show next. That's fine. <laughs> We're going to play this part. In yeah, this no. Um... <laughs> what is like, we need you to, Mark, we need you to listen to, to one thing real quick before you answer your next question. <laughs> he'll probably know and he'll probably, I mean, we, we, we know each other well enough. I mean, effectively what we've, we've been married since. What did you say, 2015? 20, well, 13? 2015 was official, but I mean, we were working together since other. 2013. 13. Yeah. yeah that's so we, we've there. known each other for over 10 years. Probably, I mean, it's just attention to detail and we're both the same 
to an extent with different things, but mm. you know. Does he pay too much attention? No, to just details? utter like, utter lack. Not utter utter, utter lack. Like when utter you lack. say disregard you, for detail. Like when you're like, hey, would you like the blue or the red? And they say yes, and you're like. <laughs> And it wasn't a yes or no question. Yeah, <laughs> no. It's just like, <laughs> no, we, we literally else. had this conversation yesterday for 15 minutes about this exact same thing, and you're asking me about it. No. Why did why did you not remember? Ooh, that, that can be me sometimes. <laughs> we do that. We do that often. <laughs> okay. All right. The All right. question doesn't count. It didn't count. Okay, so we have one more. <laughs> what? I you object. You gave zero I object. Other than I've been working out for a year. <laughs> okay. All right. It's all on me. It's all on you. you okay. Complete the fifth, Laura. All right. Because we talked about this at the beginning, too, with, like, the uh, the um, perspective that, like, a lot of people have on, like, attorneys. Mm. And we use, like, the term, like, a Scroogey. misconception. Scroogey McDuck. Yeah. Um, who's the most Scroogiest McDuck attorney that you've met? Oh, that's good. That's a good one. I love your, like, backup. Yeah. <laughs> <Scroogiest> <laughs> McDuck attorney that I've met. Mm-hmm. We can bleep it out <clears throat> if we need to. I'll give you that as a cover. How can I answer this in such like, a way? It's Morgan and beep. Good. <laughs> no, I mean, John's hilarious, man. I mean, did we see him? We did. Like, yeah. Like he's, yeah. yeah, he's a trip. And he <sighs> he uh, helped Kentucky with their NIL. So I'm a I mean, powerful. he's dropping some change there for sure. Yeah. There's, there, there's, there, someone, uh, there's, there's someone. He knows he has something. Uh, he can look, see, uh, find a way to like say how, it. How, yeah, how can I use my lawyer brain in such a way that I can answer this question? And it is becoming difficult. He wants to try to Also, our, it. our community is small, so small. Rather so small. small. But they're, they, are not, they are not local. Mm, and I mean, if they're known for being Scroogey McScrooges. They probably know. They know. You would think. Right. I mean, some people just need to be told. I'm sure they're listening. Yeah, I would disagree. <laughs> Let them live in their little world of ignorance and bliss. What does it hurt? Doesn't hurt you. Let the, it's it's going to be so much better if you just let it go. Well, I won't call and tell them. <laughs> That's what I was gonna do. <laughs> I'll send them this clip. But yeah, I, I, I think I think I'll plead the fifth. <gasps> oh, good job, Laura! Yay. You can tell us off air because I'm curious, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of the Opening Statements Podcast. Yeah, yeah. So you guys can check us out on Hyperchat Social on all the social medias, and please remember to give us a five star review. Five everywhere. stars. Yes, five stars not four and a half not nope. four and, and don't Dev, do that don't go anywhere don't be a scroogey mcscrooge yeah with <laughs> your <not>. stars <laughs> these are uh, my stars you cannot have them yeah. <laughs> five or none uh we will catch you guys next time case, case closed, closed.